Welcome to Mother Miriam Live on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network with live video streaming brought to you by LifeSite News and the Station of the Cross. Call Mother with your questions at 1-877-511-5483 or email her at mother at thestationofthecross.com. You can view the live stream on Facebook at Mother Miriam Live. Now, here's Mother Miriam. Hello, beloved family. How are you? I'm so happy and pleased to be with you. Um, Let me see. We are uh, 11 days into the secular New Year. Our religious New Year begins the first Sunday of Advent. Um, We have a whole year before us, and things are not getting well. Our springtime never came, and they're promising to get worse by the day. Um, so what I thought we've, we haven't done, at least at the 2 o'clock hour, um, is to go over uh, Bishop Athanasius Snyder's um, 12 steps to uh, the survival of the Catholic family in a heretical wasteland. Um, he wrote this, I th- or uh, had a LifeSite News interview six years ago, I believe, and um, we went through it when we were at the 10 o'clock hour, but we have it now, and every word of it is true Um, six years later. Every word of it is true. I'm going to see if I can find it and bring it up. Um, Hold on a minute. Let me just... um, no, all right, hold on, I'm so sorry. I didn't have uh, time to bring it up before the program. Um, but you know, it's for survival of the Catholic family. Um, but we, it, it's the survival of every family, beloved. And um, the Catholic Church, you know, I believe this, and you know Catholics believe this, is the church our Lord established. So, um, let me begin by saying, if you're not Catholic, you need to be one. I know, come on, Mother Miriam, would you keep your opinions to yourself, keep your religions to yourself? Uh, No, because our Lord told us to go into all the world and spread the gospel to every single creature. And so, um, that's what we are to do, beloved. Uh, Hold on now, I just see if I can bring this up for some reason. I don't know why I can't. It's a wonderful article. And let me see if I can get it. Hold on a second. Um, No. Okay. One more try here. One more try. I know. Mother, we're, we're listening on the radio or watching on video. Would you please speak? And not just be looking things up. Um, no. So, I mean, I'm saying no, I didn't find it. Okay, I will, I will get to it. Um, but to begin with, beloved, if you're not Catholic, I'm going to say it again. You need to be so. You need to be Catholic. Um, Catholic means universal. And um, it was in coming uh, to earth... Uh, through the people of Israel, whom God formed for himself. They weren't uh, good. God didn't pick them because they were outstanding. 
Um, they were not, but God formed them. They didn't exist. He chose Abraham from a pagan nation and formed them for himself, through whom he would bring the Savior of the world. And he did. And he gave Israel a set of laws, liturgical, um, practical, uh, laws for eating, for dressing, for praying, for worship, for working, for every form of life. And they were to uh, be, in the following of these laws, they would be a peculiar people in the midst of a pagan world. And he gave them, Isaiah chapter 49, the mission of being a light to the Gentiles, that is, to the rest of the world. So there's two people in the world, Jews and Gentiles. Now, if you say, Mother, that's what you think, you're right, because that's what God has done. Apostle Paul says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. It is the power of God unto salvation, to the Jew first, and also to the Greek. Greek has been translated Gentile, nations, um, it just means non-Jews, Jews and everyone else, two people in the world, the people that God formed uh, for himself to bring the Messiah, the Savior of the world, not just the Savior of the Jews. The secret had chosen the Chinese, but he didn't. The Savior of the world, Jew and Gentile. And so when our Lord came, he was born under the Mosaic Law. And uh, the Jewish people broke the Mosaic Law, but Jesus fulfilled it and it is no longer in effect. The first covenant with Abraham will be in effect to um, spread the gospel to every tribe and tongue and nation um, until the second coming of Christ. The law of Moses was an um, instructional law as how to live out the Abrahamic covenant. And they, they lived it, and then they didn't, and then they did, and then they didn't, and they were punished, and all of that. However, our Lord was born under the law, and he kept it perfectly, and he fulfilled it. Jesus said, Matthew chapter 5, he did not come to abolish the law, but to fulfill it, and he did. Um, and the scriptures speak about the law which Israel broke. The covenant they broke was Mosaic, not Abrahamic. Not There were at least five covenants God made with Israel in the Old Covenant, in the Old Testament, um, the Abrahamic covenant, which ends with the second coming of our Lord, will be in effect until then um, uh, to uh, reach out through the Messiah of Israel to the entire world. And so um, uh, if you look into history, I, I was, I think you know, an evangelical Protestant. That's how I entered Christianity, through evangelical Protestantism. And... I didn't know about Catholicism. I didn't know about anything else. And people said, are you an evangelical? I said, I don't even know what that word means. I'm a Christian. I'm a follower of the Christ, which is the English word for Messiah. In Hebrew, Mashiach, and uh, transliterated into English, Messiah, into the Greek of our Lord's day, um, would be Christos, and into the English of our day, Christ. It's not his name. It's his title. He is Jesus, the Christ. Um, Yeshua in Hebrew, Joshua, Jesus, uh, from Yeshua to Joshua to Jesus to uh, Jesus. Same thing through the change of languages. People say, where does it say Jesus in the Old Testament? Hundreds of times, Yeshua, Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus the Messiah. Um, and he founded 
his church, um, the word in the Old Testament, the Old Covenant, for the people of God was kahal, Q-A-H-A-L, at the Nebanel, and it meant the assembly of God's people, called out ones. And into the Greek of our Lord's day, uh, he, uh, it was ecclesia, kahal was ecclesia, it means called out ones. And the church is founded, Ephesians chapter 2, on the apostles and prophets. The church is Jewish. It's a Jewish faith spread through the Messiah to the four corners of the earth. The Jewish faith, uh, the faith that God gave to Israel, fulfilled in its Messiah, spread to the four corners of the earth. That's what Christianity is. And you may be offended by that. It's because you don't know your history. Roy Shulman, uh, Orthodox Jew, who uh, became Catholic, doesn't call himself a convert, but an entrant into the church, into the full measure of Judaism and the full measure of Christianity. Um, fulfilled in the Messiah. And if you read Romans 11, uh, all the other nations, all the people are grafted in to the vine, which is Israel, grafted in to the people of Israel. And if the Jews have left, whatever Jews have left, and they find the Messiah again through the church he established, they will be regrafted in. And so um, <clears throat> the church, if you go back 2,000 years, and you know it was Cardinal Henry Newman um, who said uh, that um, uh, to dig deep into history <clears throat> is to cease to be Protestant. The name Protestant came from the Catholic protesters. They were Protestants of the Catholic faith, the majority of who followed Martin Luther, who said, we don't need the papacy. We don't need anyone to tell us what the scriptures mean. We don't need the sacraments. And he kept few, which are today called ordinances. Um, we don't need any of that. And within his own time, when hundreds of people followed him out of the Catholic Church, and he taught them that they have the resident Holy Spirit within them uh, to determine the meaning of Scripture, because the Scripture is written by the Holy Spirit through men. Um, he already departed from what the Scripture taught. He said the Apostle of James was uh, an epistle of... The, the, the letter of James was an epistle of straw, because James said, faith without works is dead. And Martin Luther said, it's all of grace, you don't need works. Um, he taught many heresies. And um, in time, um, the people that he taught had the resident Holy Spirit and can determine the truth within themselves. So they were already split into many, many, many divisions. Uh, and he hollered at them. He said, you can't just do your own thing. And they said, but that's what you taught us. We can each determine for ourselves what the scriptures mean. So right within Luther's day, the future and the impossibility of uh, splitting from the Catholic Church and doing one's own thing was evident. And today there's over 50, according to the IRS, over 50,000 denominations with new churches springing up each day against one that, that have formed in a little over 500 years against one Catholic church that has stood for 2,000 years with the likes of us in it. With all the scandals, with all the problems, one church has stood for 2,000 years. We'll be right back. 
Hello, beloved. This is Mother Miriam. Many of you are familiar with Mother Miriam Live, but I wonder if you have listened to some of the other programs from the Station of the Cross, such as The Catholic Current. Father Robert Mertag discusses important topics in the church and in the world each weekday at 5 p.m. Eastern. You can listen anytime to The Catholic Current as a podcast on the iCatholic Radio mobile app. O God, who dost behold how we are afflicted by reason of our wickedness, mercifully grant that we may be consoled by reason of thy visitation. Suffering is a remedy for ignorance. We are afflicted by reason of our wickedness. So often we suffer because of our wickedness. It's what we have done that causes us the suffering. I mean, imagine, oh, I don't know, emotionally, socially, in our family, the effects of a hangover. You get drunk, you get a hangover. You feel sick to your stomach. The next morning you feel terrible, right? That's a very easy connection to make. It's much less easy to see that by our selfishness, by our pettiness, by our immaturity, we are the cause of the suffering in our own families, in our social circles, in my life, in my work, in my whatever it may be. It's less easy to see those connections. That's Sermons for Everyday Living from 6 to 7 a.m. Eastern on the Station of the Cross. This is Jesuit Father Robert McTague, your daily host of The Catholic Current. Join me on Thursday at 5 p.m. Eastern to welcome back Catholic journalist Kennedy Hall. In light of Rome's latest controversial document, I'm going to ask him, if couples can be blessed, shouldn't I know what a couple is first? Don't miss out. Join us on The Catholic Current on Thursday at 5 p.m. Eastern, coming to you from the Station of the Cross and the iCatholic Radio mobile app. Welcome to Mother Miriam Live on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network with live video streaming brought to you by LifeSite News and the Station of the Cross. Call Mother with your questions at 1-877-511-5483 or email her at mother at thestationofthecross.com. Welcome back, beloved, to Mother Miriam Live. I am she and I am live. I love saying that. Um... And I love being with you. I'm so glad and I feel so privileged that we can do this. Um, let me just see. I have been searching and I think I've got it. I think I've got it. Good. Um, <clears throat> it was about six years ago, uh, actually December 2017, um, that uh, LifeSite News, John Henry, did an interview with Bishop Athanasius Snyder. And... Um, it is how to survive uh, as a Catholic family in a heretical wasteland. Well, if that was true uh, six years ago, it's more, 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 more true today. I know that's not proper English. Um, uh, Let me just read this to you. Um, uh, Kazakhstan, Bishop Athanasius Snyder, is a very practical thinker as well as a great theologian, a polyglot, and one of the most courageous prelates in the Catholic Church. Last year, he offered 12 steps. Well, now it's six years ago. Um, he offered um, how we, where I brought, 12 steps to surviving as a Catholic family in a heretical wasteland. Now, in a new interview, he is offering a to-do list for the times we live in today. 
in the interview with Poland's um, Bishop Snyder, um, Poland's Polania Christiana, Bishop Snyder makes a fascinating comparison of the times of the Arian heresy to the current crisis. During the great Arian heresy crisis in the 4th century, he says, the defenders of the divinity of the Son of God were labeled intransigent and traditionalist as well, he said. St. Athanasius, after whom Bishop Athanasius is named, St. Athanasius was even excommunicated by Pope Liberius, and the Pope justified this with the argument that Athanasius was not in communion with the Oriental bishops who were mostly heretics and semi-heretics. Sounds a little familiar concerning Bishop um, Joseph Strickland today. Um, Here is... um, this is actually, it's, it's a follow-up article to the 12 Steps of Surviving as a Catholic Family in a Heretical Wasteland. Um, here is Bishop Snyder's to-do list to save the faith today. Number one, <clears throat> we have to encourage ordinary Catholics to be faithful to the catechism. Who are ordinary Catholics? You and I. That's who we are. Um, We need to encourage ordinary Catholics to be faithful to the catechism they have learned, to be faithful to the clear words of Christ in the gospel, to be faithful to the faith of their fathers and forefathers handed over to them. Two, we have to organize circles of studies and conferences about the perennial teaching of the church on the issue of marriage and chastity, inviting especially young people and married couples Number three, we have to show the very beauty of a life in chastity, the very beauty of the Christian marriage and family, the great value of the cross and of the sacrifice in our lives. Number four, we have to present evermore the examples of the saints and of exemplary persons who demonstrated that in spite of the fact that they suffered the same temptations of the flesh, the same hostility and derision of the pagan world, they nevertheless, with the grace of Christ, led a happy life in chastity, in Christian marriage, and in family. Number five, we have to found and promote youth groups of pure hearts, family groups, groups of Catholic spouses who will be committed to the fidelity of their marriage vows. But this is the first time I'm reading through this list with you. I was looking for the 12 steps of Catholic family survival in a heretical wasteland, but this is subsequent to that. And I'm reading it through with you. And uh, this was done six years ago, but it's what we need to do now. Um, The faith is being abandoned by our shepherds, even by the Vatican, not just being abandoned, that wouldn't be so dangerous but we're being taught error. We're being led into hell. Uh, We must resist that. And we cannot resist it with conviction and clarity if we don't know our faith. And it's not so easy to keep our faith if we're isolated. Um, Coals burn together. If you take one coal out and separate it, it becomes cold and is ineffective. We need to stay together. We need to form strong Catholic friendships that are uncompromising 
and that will live this faith in an, in an age of apostasy. Number six, we have to organize groups which will help morally and materially broken families, single mothers, groups who will assist with prayer and with good counsel, separated couples, groups and persons who will help divorced and remarried people to start a process of serious conversion. That is recognizing with humility their sinful situation and abandoning with the grace of God the sins which violate the commandment of God and the sanctity of the sacrament of marriage. We must help one another, beloved. We can't hide in our own little world, in our own little corner, and let the world, especially our, our Christian brothers and sisters, especially Catholic Christians, the household of faith, go to hell. We cannot do that. Number seven, we have to create groups who will carefully help persons with homosexual tendencies to enter the path of Christian conversion, the happy and beautiful path of a chaste life, and to offer them eventually, in a discreet manner, a psychological cure. It's our job, beloved. We can't turn our eyes. It's our job. We have to show and preach to our contemporaries in the neo-pagan world the liberating good news of the teaching of Christ that the commandment of God and even the sixth commandment is wise, is beauty. Quote from Psalm 19, the law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. That's also Psalm 18 in the older version, verses 7 and 8. Such a beautiful verse, beloved. <clears throat> Number nine, cardinals, bishops, priests, Catholic families, Catholic young people have to say to themselves, I refuse to conform to the neo-pagan spirit of this world, even when this spirit is spread by some bishops and cardinals. I will not accept their fallacious and perverse use of holy divine mercy and of a new Pentecost. I refuse to throw grains of incense before the statue of the idol of the gender ideology, before the idol of second marriages, of concubinage, con I'm sorry, uh, concubinage, um, concubinage, that's a little hard for me to pronounce, uh, meaning um, having more than one wife or, or partner or spouse, even if my bishop would do so, I will not do so. With the grace of God, I will choose to suffer rather than betray the whole truth of Christ on a human sexuality, on human sexuality, and on marriage. Um, wow, I'm, I'm just now seeing this for the first time. Um, I'm so sorry. I don't know why. We're at the end of this article, but it was, it was taken um, from another article. Um, let me just see if I can find it. Hold on a moment. I think I have. I think I have. Hold on. I, I bless God for LifeSite News. And, dear ones, for the Station of the Cross, without whom I would not be on LifeSite News. 
Um, let me just see if it goes on from here. Hold on. Um, <clears throat> hmm. No, I can't find anything further. But, beloved, um, let me just try one more thing to see if I can see any more because the page I'm clicking on is no longer in uh, use. Let's see. Okay, let me just see. I'm so sorry, dear ones. Um, I found it. Okay, thank you, dear Lord. Um, we ended at number nine. No, every time I it says see the see the full. I don't know. I, I'm so sorry, dear ones. I can't find more than that. But uh, that's enough. That's enough for us to, um, to live the faith. I'm going to try one more thing. I think on the current document of fiducia supplicants, um, if you're on our email list, um, fiducia supplicants, let's see if I can bring this up. I think if you're on my email list, you got a, an email from a very wonderful uh, African bishop in Malawi who uh, said under no, under no circumstances will he follow this. Um, under no circumstances, it is completely um, heretical. Um, I go to Bishop Snyder a lot, beloved. Number one, um, he's, he, we have the great great privilege of his being on our board of directors. It's a great, great honor for us. Um, but he is uh, totally, which is why we invited him to do so, uh, as a spiritual advisor, he's totally orthodox, courageous, um, absolutely um, a safe haven to go to. Um, let me just see... Um, let me read this article by um, uh, Diane Montagna, who um, is the one who uh, questioned, who interviewed Bishop Snyder in his book, um, Christi Vincit, uh, Christus Vincit. Um, and uh, the article says, as a strong, we won't have time. Oh, there's the second break, uh, beloved. Maybe we can get to this tomorrow because I know that I haven't spoken about the document on um, the blessing of same-sex couples. It's a tremendously important. I would think the, um, the her heretical nature of it would be totally apparent to every single Catholic, lay, and clerical, but it apparently is not. And our own Vatican has turned against us and the faith. So I think I will take this up tomorrow, beloved. Maybe clear up some questions, and you're certainly able to call in. Uh, following this break, uh, we'll have a half hour to ourselves, and the toll-free number is one 511 5483 or email at mother at thestationofthecross.com. We'll be right back. 
In the New Testament's first letter of St. John, chapter 5, verses 14 and 15, we read, And we have this confidence in Him that if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. And if we know that He hears us in regard to whatever we ask, we know that what we have asked Him for is ours. It's incredible to realize how much God loves us, what He has promised us, and what He'll give us through our trust in Him. Have you prayed for the Station of the Cross today? We would be grateful if you would remember us each day in your prayers, whether it's the Most Holy Rosary of the Blessed Virgin Mary, the Chaplet of Divine Mercy, the Liturgy of the Hours, the Most Holy Sacrifice of the Mass, or any other prayers you pray throughout the day. Please also pray for the intentions of your fellow Catholic radio listeners. It's so important for us to remember to keep one another in prayer. Please join us in a prayer to our guardian angel. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. O holy guardian angel, take care of our soul and body. Enlighten our mind that we may know the Lord better and love him with all our heart. Help us in our prayers so that we may not give in to distractions. Assist us with your advice so that we may see the good and carry it out with generosity. Defend us from the insidious snares of the enemy and sustain us in temptations that we may always be victorious. Remedy our coldness in our worship of the Lord. Cease not to protect us until you have brought us into paradise where we will praise our good God together for all eternity. Amen. Welcome to Mother Miriam Live on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network with live video streaming brought to you by LifeSite News and the Station of the Cross. Call Mother with your questions at 1-877-511-5483 or email her at mother at thestationofthecross.com. Welcome back, beloved, to Mother Miriam Live. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> We have a whole half hour to ourselves. I love this time. Our lines are wide open. And our toll-free number with anything whatsoever on your heart is one 511 5483 or email at mother at We have a caller from Anonymous from California. Are you there, dear one? Uh, yes, good morning. Um, I called yesterday and I didn't have enough time. Um, oh, good for you. Good for you. I'm so glad you called early and I'm so glad you called back. Um, do me a favor, sweetheart, and um, try to sum up your situation for our new listeners and, and to refresh our conversation. Um, yes, uh, so I'm a single mother. I have five children, three of whom are adults, and two are minors. Um, How old are the minors? Uh, they're 16 and 14. 16 and, and 14, and uh, you are annulled, if I remember. Yes, and it's been a couple of years. Um, however, my 25-year-old was living with me and um, at the time, and um, I have another 19-year-old. Um, but uh, they were fighting a lot uh, because, like I mentioned earlier before, uh, you know, 
the 25 year old was taking great control wasn't she yes she was and, and in the beginning um it and she I, had I a baby out of wedlock the 25 year old yes she or did no, she had, and, uh, or did she have an abortion a few months ago and um my my um 19 year old mentioned to me that she had um she, uh, you know, when the even the minor siblings, because they had a connected phone and they noticed like searches for um, abortion clinics. And the, so one of them had confronted her, just didn't tell me, but she had denied all that. And uh, every time during their birthdays, she would get um, like there would be a fight in the house. And I, I, I couldn't figure out what was uh you know, she was getting angry a lot. And so the last few months, she was losing her temper. But now it makes sense because she probably had, um, you know, she was pregnant and um, not, uh, uh, her emotions were out of control, I, I think. Um, and, uh, but she was fighting a and lot. And you said and yesterday, you said, dear one, that you didn't know she was pregnant. It just looked like she was a little bloated. You didn't, you didn't know at the time she was pregnant. No, I did not. But I did. Um, I did feel there's uh, something uh, not right, and I felt like. But it was more instinctive. Uh, it, I felt like why it was the birthday, and so I thought, you know, it's got to do with a child. But then, you know, I've never caught her before in lies, and so um, she's always been one of my, you know, upright sort of child. And so, um, uh, you know, I. When I asked her any kind of questions, she was all, but then I realized she was lying a lot. And um, even behind my back, she told my um, 16-year-old, because I used to let them go to the stores together and stuff because, um, anyway, so the 16-year-old told me, she said she was told she's not part of this family and I had a, you know, child with another man she's not part of the family wait a minute who's not part of the family who's not part which one the 16 year old uh the 25 year old told the 16 year old that you had a relationship with another man and she's the fruit of that and not part of the family yes and the reason she said that mother is because um uh as she got older uh she started talking to her dad and um many years ago the priest had told me that once she gets older it's up to her if she wants to talk to the dad but uh, her dad has always lied about me um always just made up things uh that's something he used to do and he you know just turned it around on me even when i um she thought she wasn't getting her way she brought the dad um to the house in order to get me to talk i have had uh, okay. you know, I've put this man in jail before and I've had domestic oh, wow. violence and, and I uh, get uh, PTSD from him just being around me. And But she brought him around me and she was like, you need to talk to him. He's the other parent, but he hasn't been the parent for so many years. No, 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 sweetheart. Okay. I have a feeling you your life has been so complicated and so deeply painful. Um that um, I recall yesterday, I think your main question was that you finally put the 25-year-old girl out of the house and you feel guilty about it. Yes, she calls me. 
she calls me, and one time I did t- talk to her, and uh, my other daughter, the 19-year-old, uh, you know, wanted to make sure she's okay and she's eating, and sent her some money. But then um, she, the 19-year-old, had a breakdown recently because she was like, "I'm having panic attacks. I've never had this before. It's just because we're so." She's just this been so controlling uh, over everyone that it. Uh, the twenty-five-year-old. Where is she living now? I don't know, but she uh, her phone is still active. But I don't. Is she know. working? Does she have a source of food and money or shelter? Yeah, she was working even before. Um, before. So she can um, she can she take does. care of herself. All right. You know, um, you've just got a tremendous history. Uh, that that needs huge healing and all your children need healing. Don't be guilty for putting the 25-year-old out. She needs to not be at that home, uh, especially if she's speaking with her dad like that and would dare. Um, I mean, even if it were true, you know that you gave birth to your 60-year-old, a 16-year-old, and even if it were true that it was with another man, it's not on the part of your 25-year-old daughter to tell your 16-year-old that, that's, that's um, borders on evil. Um, and the fact is, even if it was another man, you're still her mother, and she's still part of that family. So um, your 25-year-old needs a lot of help. And um, I would cut her off completely at this point from the family. Uh, she must be told she may not bring her father around. She may not even talk to the other children. It's very, very unhealthy. She may not call them. And what I would do is just change their cell phone numbers or block her number or do something like that. What would happen to your 19-year-old and 16-year-old and your other children if you completely um, separated the 25-year-old from the family? What, how would the other children react? I have another 14-year-old, and he told me, you know, uh, he tried to yesterday, she was calling me, and he tried to tell me, uh, Ma, you need to block it because we all get unhappy as soon as... Okay, this is fun. that's the end of the story. Absolutely block her calls. Or, again, change the cell phone numbers. But make sure she cannot reach anyone again. And that she may not come to the house to visit, she may not bring her father, and she may have no contact with the children. That you, that's going to be very, very hard for you. But you must do that. And you may say, well, it's not all her fault, this, that, don't worry about it. Your job right now is to save yourself and your children. Physically, spiritually, mentally, you have a task before you now. And the 25-year-old um, has made some choices on her own. She's working. She can survive on her own. And you need to say, honey, I love you, but uh, it's not healthy for you to be around the family and children for a while. And I'm going to simply ask you not to call, and I will block the phones. She must know that. If she has a key to the house, change the locks. Um, Don't let her figure out what she can do to continue to destroy the family, because she will. So the one thing, the first thing is that you change the locks on your house and you block her phone calls and let her know you're going to do that Um, and say we have to do this for our our mental health. We have to do it. It's too upsetting for the children 
and you're too controlling, and I know that you're responsible, you're intelligent, you can take care of yourself at 25, and we need a break. So uh, we're going to take a break, and you cannot call us. Um, You may not come. uh, Your dad may not come, all of that. Um, And then don't feel guilty. You're doing what is right. You're doing what is right. Don't let emotions or false guilt um, uh, keep you in this um, uh, cycle of destruction. Don't let it do that. Uh, Secondly, you must get a counselor, a family counselor. If you can't afford it, go to the diocese and see if someone can help. You must get someone to speak to your children and to lead you with them. So you're not totally alone in your decisions because it's too emotional and your mind is not going to be clear enough. Um, You must get a priest or a counselor or someone to begin to support you and and the family. You think that could be possible? Um, I have spoken to a priest. uh, It's just in the confessional, and uh, he had told me whenever she's ready to come and, um, you know, because I thought maybe that he said something's wrong with the 25-year-old. He had told me something was wrong at that time, uh, and... I haven't taken the younger kids or any of the the others because um, uh, I just put them in a new um, school um, and, uh, you know, just to get their mind off things. uh, Okay, sweetheart, let that go. Let that go. Let your confession with that priest go. Um, You need a professional counselor to go to or to come to your house and begin to help your family to heal and to help you make decisions. That's what you need. So I, um, uh, I don't know what diocese in California you're in. I'm not asking you. But I would say go to the diocese. Um, every diocese has or should have uh, Catholic charities or some form of assistance. Um, and I would say go to your diocese and tell them your situation and that your family is in great need of counseling and healing and help for the survival of the family and the children. And see, and just say to them, we don't have much money here. Um, Is there anybody that can help? They shouldn't charge you anything. Yes, I am a little worried, though. Um, Just a month before she had left, my uh, 19-year-old noticed the the teenager started uh, self-inflicting wounds on herself. And so I just, uh, she told the me. The 16 year old? Yeah. And so uh, she has caused, um, and I haven't taken her to a doctor because uh, I just was just really worried about, you know, if she gets removed out of the home and just. Well, this probably was triggered by the 25-year-old telling her she's not part of the family and that you had relations with another man. That, but uh, I don't know. Uh, no, you must. You must. She has to get counseling. So speak to, um, speak to, uh, try to go to Catholic charities. Try to find a benevolent, a good um counselor doesn't have to be Catholic, but hopefully at least Christian and tell them the whole situation with the family, including what the 25 year old told your 16 year old, 
including the fact of the 16-year-old cutting herself, you have to put a stop to it. Um, you need help, and just tell them the whole thing at once. Um, uh, many people, many young people cut themselves, not seriously committing suicide, but just as, as a means of gaining the attention they need for the pain they're going through. They need an outlet for the pain. So um, go to Catholic Charities or call your diocese. Tell them the situation in your house. Change your locks. Let your 25-year-old know that she cannot call anyone. She cannot bring her dad. Just very clear. And, um, uh, and be on that road. Would you take those steps, dear one, and would you call me back sometime in a few days or next week and let me know where you're at? Are you there? Yes, Hello? I'm just thinking. Yes, I'm listening. All right, sweetheart. There's the music for the break. So you can hang on till after the break, but we'll be right back. Hear a powerful sermon you need to share with a loved one? Maybe there's a guest, prayer, or teaching segment that deserves another listen. You can listen to any of our network-produced programs at your convenience by finding us wherever you enjoy podcasts. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Podbean, and the free iCatholic Radio app. Be uplifted in your faith. Listen today at thestationofthecross.com or on your favorite podcasting platform. This is Jesuit Father Robert McTague, your daily host of The Catholic Current. Join me on Thursday at 5 p.m. Eastern to welcome back Catholic journalist Kennedy Hall. In light of Rome's latest controversial document, I'm going to ask him, if couples can be blessed, shouldn't I know what a couple is first? Don't miss out. Join us on The Catholic Current on Thursday at 5 p.m. Eastern, coming to you from the Station of the Cross and the iCatholic Radio mobile app. Eight weeks and two days after conception, the embryo is becoming more physically active during this time. Motions may be slow or rapid, single or repetitive, spontaneous or reflexive. Head rotation, neck extension, and hand-to-face contact occur more often. Human life is sacred. Think about it. Coalitionforlife.com 30 Seconds on the Gifts of the Holy Spirit, brought to you by the Station of the Cross. The gift of piety is explained in the Catechism of the Catholic Church as the gift which leads one to devotion to God. In St. Paul's letter to the Romans, he writes, The spirit you received is not the spirit of slaves, it is the spirit of sons, and it makes us cry out, Abba, Father. The gift of piety stirs up in us the desire to love, respect, and honor our Lord. Welcome to Mother Miriam Live on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network with live video streaming brought to you by LifeSite News and the Station of the Cross. Call Mother with your questions at 1-877-511-5483 or email her at mother at thestationofthecross.com. Welcome back, beloved, to Mother Miriam Live. This is our last segment. We have 10 minutes and... Um, um, we're, uh, are you uh, anonymous from California? Are you still on the line? Yes, I am. How are you? Okay, so I was just saying to everyone else, there may be time for you to call in. Um, we're just going to continue at this moment with the phone call. Um, 
so you're thinking and you're you're afraid to get a counselor because you don't want your 16 year old to be removed from the home uh yes it's it's not so great in california uh just with you know uh uh uh, just because I'm separated from their dad, and um, I went through the counseling uh, system a long time ago when I, you know, uh, was filing charges against their dad, and I've it makes me uh, very nervous because I have um, I had a I don't know rape charge, violence. There was a lot of other things that I just um, I haven't walked through the. Course. I know you're saying counseling, but I'd rather go to a priest or something um, and take my kids to one. Um, That's okay. Uh, That's okay, sweetheart. When you went through this years ago, did you go through the California social service system or Catholic counseling? It was uh, it was a requirement. It was mandated because... Uh, what was? I'd, uh, that you I'd go through social services? Uh, yes, because I pulled a gun on their dad um, and shot him. And uh, that's because uh, a lot of things happened. And um, uh, there was a okay. lot of violence. Uh, I was All right, younger. sweetheart. All right. Let, I'm, I'm stopping you because um, we want to make sure we can we can get to um, some take a step today. Um, you really need support. You've been through so much, and your children have as well. Uh, I wouldn't dare suggest you go through the system. Um, and the fact that your your 16-year-old is cutting herself should not be made public or to any social service agency. I'm suggesting, that's why I'm suggesting Catholic answers. I mean, Catholic charities, not Catholic, Catholic charities, or a, a counseling of a Catholic within your diocese, hopefully a woman. Um, uh, If you can get a priest who is, there are priests who have, who are psychiatrists or psychologists or counselors. If you can get a, a good priest to help your family, that's the best. That's absolutely the best. Um, but he has to really be able to help. So I would say, uh, if you find a good priest, that's good. But I would also uh, want to urge you to call Catholic Charities and see if you could. Don't just spurt out your story to anyone. Tell them that your family is in tremendous upheaval, and we and you need a counselor. Um, and let them hopefully put you together with someone. And again, uh, it would be better to be a woman, but it doesn't have to be a woman. And of course, if it's a priest, it's a man. But, uh, but that's okay if he's a priest uh, to, to have him counsel you. But you must do something. You must do something, sweetheart. And don't feel guilty at all about putting your 25-year-old out. This is the right thing. And again, you have to do more. Say, sweetheart, I love you, but it's not healthy for the family at the moment for you to be in touch. So we are, we've changed the locks on the doors and, um, and we're going to change our, or block you from our phones. 
not because you're a bad person, but because um, your sister is, uh, you didn't consider the damage you might do by telling your sister what you did. And it's done great damage. So just tell her those things. Um, but be firm. Um, do you have anybody, an adult, that very close to you, is a strong person, strong Catholic, uh, that can support you? Is there anyone? Uh, I actually, um, uh, no, not right now. Okay. Um, oh, dear. Um Okay, uh, I tell you what, um, are you, um, do, would you feel all right about just letting me know the, the diocese you're in? Because if you do, I would ask anyone in that diocese, if they are a very good counselor, or they know someone very good who would keep everything private and could meet with this family and help them and not charge them, uh, that you would contact the Station of the Cross and let me know. So that's my reason for asking you the diocese. Uh, it's up to you whether you tell me your diocese. Um, I know of a priest that is in my area here, um, and I you know, will talk to him because I did talk to him in the confessional, and um, I haven't uh, been able to travel, things like that. It was hard for me to get out of my room uh, just after everything that happened. Uh, and I, I'm i actually just finally, um, I also reached out to another priest who used to know my 25-year-old. And I told him just in case she called, uh, you know, I kind of let him know what happened because they were kind of close when she was younger. And But she hasn't been going to church for years. And so I don't know. Sweetheart. I, uh, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, and she's also, I have another 27-year-old, and she's had the 27-year-old write uh, to my other minor children because she tries to, and the other one is out of state, but she, they they both want to send welfare checks here and stuff like that. It's just for no reason. Uh, I mean... I don't know. And it all that behavior is very threatening to me, but I don't want to get involved with law enforcement anymore. I'm just really tired of that whole thing. Well, this doesn't need law enforcement. You're saying your two older children are sending welfare checks to you? Uh, no, because my other, um, my other daughter, uh, I don't know. They feel I might not do anything to help uh, what's happening in the house. They blame me instead of, I don't know. It's just all gone wrong. Yes, it has. Yes, it has. But are you Catholic, dear one? <laughs> yes, that's why I'm calling you. Very good. Very good. I, I knew it, but I wanted to just affirm that, that um, you have God on your side. And... Um, are you able to receive communion? Uh, yes, and I, I've, uh, um, the dad's not Catholic, but and I came from a family that wasn't, you know, yeah, not uh, Catholic, other religions. And so, um, but I've 
with all my troubles, I've always felt God close to me. I've never good. felt abandoned. Good. I always knew it. This is very good. Okay, let me just say this to you, um, because we have 30 seconds uh, to the closing music. Well, there's the closing music, so we have less than a minute. Um, Right now, my greatest concern is that you personally get help. This is too much for you or any woman, mother to, to handle. It's just too much. You've got a lot on you. You need to keep your two older children away from the house. And so block their calls, um, change the lock on your key, your house, and um, tell your children you're not throwing them out. You just need, everyone needs a time of healing. Um, and see if you could speak to this priest that you somewhat trust uh, to get help for you and, and your 16-year-old. Okay, honey? And then call me back. Call me back anytime, tomorrow, any day, and let me know what's happening and how you're doing.